Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, August 11th. It was on this day in 1934 that the first federal prisoners arrived at Alcatraz Island. Alcatraz had been a former military prison in the San Francisco Bay. It operated as a federal prison for 29 years until 1963. On this date in 2016, the Obama administration said it would keep marijuana on the list of most dangerous drugs. That decision rebuffed growing support across the country for broad legalization. But the White House did say it would allow more research into marijuana's medical uses. And it was just two years ago that Democrat Joe Biden named California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Now let's head over to the First Alert Weather Desk for your Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. We're waking up to a few more clouds this morning. A mostly cloudy sky to start out today. Temperatures warm and muggy in the 70s to around 80 degrees. Upper 80s at noon will be about 90 degrees this afternoon. Not as much sunshine today. Still a couple of showers and storms can't be ruled out. So keep an eye out for that if you have outdoor plans. Now tomorrow, better rain chance mainly confined to the late afternoon evening hours as a cold front moves in and that's going to once it pushes through lower the rain chance for the weekend bring lots of sunshine and lower humidity highs will be in the upper 80s Saturday and Sunday with morning lows in the upper 60s and low 70s you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the low country's news leader live 5 news morning y'all is sponsored by MUSC health Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Here's a look at your morning headlines. We're getting new video of an incident last week where a man is accused of running from law enforcement and leaving his car on train tracks, which was then hit by a train just moments later. Yeah, Charleston County deputies, they tried to pull over Marquise Fogel. He was driving just before 1 a.m. last Wednesday for traffic violations on uh, Rivers Avenue. Deputies say Fogel did not stop, and that's when he took off, according to an affidavit. Fogel was driving from 70 to 130 miles per hour along Rivers Avenue. Eventually, he drove into Berkeley County, where he went off the road near Highway 52 and Liberty Hall Road. He hit a railroad electrical box and came to a stop, partially blocking the train tracks. He then ran away from the scene just moments before a passenger train hit the vehicle. No injuries were reported in the crash. Fogel is charged with failure to stop for blue lights, driving under suspension and possession of marijuana. Now we are getting more details about what happened before a man led multiple agencies on a chase in Dorchester County Tuesday night. The Dorchester County Sheriff's Office says Jerron McCants was first picked up near the Cracker Barrel in Somerville. That's when law enforcement discovered he had a warrant with Dorchester County. According to deputies, after being taken to the detention center, he claimed he had been hit and felt lightheaded and dizzy and had a headache. Medical staff advised that McCants should go to Somerville Medical for jail clearance. 
That's when he fled after being taken to an exam room. He initially was on foot, but then was seen in the Quell Arbor neighborhood off of Old Trolley Road near Dorchester Road. That's where McCant stole a blue box truck, which can be seen in this video from a viewer's security camera showing him fleeing from deputies. McCants was cornered at the end of Racket Court, where he was taken into custody. We're told he did get new injuries from being taken into custody and was escorted back to Somerville Medical for further treatment. He was cleared and is now in the detention center. McCants has been charged with failure to stop for blue lights. Charleston police say one person is in custody after a shooting outside of a restaurant downtown. Officers were called to Crew Cafe on Pinckney Street just after 4 p.m. yesterday after reports of two people arguing. According to police, one person was shot outside of the restaurant while officers were on the way there. The victim then ran to Hank's Seafood Restaurant on Haines Street where someone called authorities. Eventually, investigators found the suspect and arrested them. There's no official word yet on the suspect's name or the charges they're facing. A pedestrian has died after getting hit by a vehicle on Highway 78 in Latson. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office says that crash happened around 8.30 Sunday morning. Deputies say a vehicle crossed the center line near Mason Pond Place and hit 18-year-old Samantha Hines, who was walking near the other side of the roadway. Now, the driver, 36-year-old William Grant of Somerville, faces several charges in the crash, including violating a beginner permit and marijuana possession. He has since been released on bond. Deputies say more charges are possible. The South Carolina Attorney General's office will seek to revoke the bond of Curtis Eddie Smith today. Smith is the alleged accomplice of disbarred lawyer and accused killer Alec Murdoch in an insurance fraud plot. The hearing will take place at the Richland County Courthouse at 3 p.m. There were no details provided from Attorney General Alan Wilson's office on why prosecutors are seeking to revoke his bond. Smith has been out on bond since June 27th. South Carolina's governor is suing the Biden administration's Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Governor Henry McMaster's office says the governor, along with the State Department of Labor Licensing and Regulation, is suing over OSHA's attempt to require states to increase civil penalties to federal penalties. In a statement, Governor McMaster says South Carolina OSHA has, quote, run its own state plan for more than four decades consistently outperforming federally run plans and helping to foster safe work environments for our people, all while maintaining our reputation as a state where companies want to do business. President Joe Biden has officially signed the PACT Act into law. The bipartisan bill is the most significant expansion of veterans' health care and benefits in more than 30 years. It increases veterans' access to medical care and disability payments for exposure to burn pits. A signing ceremony was held at the White House and was attended by veterans exposed to burn pits along with their families, members of Congress, and veterans' advocates. During his remarks, President Biden said the law was long overdue. That includes some veterans right here in our state. South Carolina veterans call this a huge victory for getting the health care they need. Veterans, uh, they knew what they were uh, getting into when they volunteered to serve. They knew they could be exposed to combat and could be exposed to toxins. And they would do it all over again. The White House says this law will provide health care benefits to more than 5 million Americans who served from Vietnam to the post 9-11 wars. The South Carolina Department of Revenue has announced that it will issue almost $1 billion in state tax rebates by the end of the year. State lawmakers approved the rebates in June as a part of the finalization of the state budget. 
The rebates applies to those who have filed their 2021 state individual tax returns by October 17th. The amount each taxpayer will get will be determined after that date. The Department of Revenue can't determine how much each person will get until all tax returns are received, but it will be based on the individual's tax liability up to a certain amount. Orangetown County has announced several locations where people can vote early before November's general election, saying they want as many as people as possible to vote. However, as Live 5's Ray Urena reports, that's not the only election the county is overseeing this year. The Georgetown County voter registration and elections headquarters behind me is one of four places where voters can go ahead of election day to cast their ballots. Election officials hope this will increase turnout, which they estimate to be around 40% this November. Here's the list of locations spread across the county with two locations in Georgetown, one location in Andrews, and the final location on Polly's Island. Afra McRae, the director of voter registration and elections, says all voters will need to bring their ID to cast a ballot. She also says by opening these four locations, the county wants to make it easy and convenient for people to have their voice heard. We have dedicated, loyal poll workers that are willing to do this for us. And the community, they want it. They don't want to have to drive far in order to vote. And so this way, you don't. If you live at any one of these four locations, um, you should have no problem. Along with announcing early voting locations, election officials say there will be a special election to fill a vacant Georgetown City Council seat on December 27th. Candidate filing for that election starts September 2nd and runs through the 10th. And if necessary, there will be a primary on October 25th. Reporting in Georgetown, Ray Arena, Live 5 News. Today is National 811 Day, which is a day to spread awareness about the importance of marking underground utility lines before digging. Dominion Energy is joining utilities across the country to remind the public to call 811 before digging into their home improvement projects this summer. According to a recent national study, nearly half of all U.S. homeowners who plan to dig this year will put themselves and their communities at risk by digging without contacting 811. Now, contacting 811 will send a professional locator out to mark utility lines. Dominion Energy says projects as simple as building a mailbox or a deck could cause damage to natural gas lines, electric lines, or other utilities. Striking these underground lines can cause outages and disruptions to the neighborhood or even public safety issues. We want to make sure that we can keep property owners, our customers, the general public safe. Uh, we want to also ensure the safety and reliability of our system. The utility marking service is paid for by utilities like Dominion Energy to protect public safety and their infrastructure. As kids in the low country head back to school next week, some parents may be looking into ways to keep their kids mentally and physically healthy this school year. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us now. And Lauren, you spoke with a board-certified pediatrician. As a parent myself, these tips, of course, are valuable. What's the most important thing for parents to know to help their kids with stress or anxiety? She shared with me the best thing a parent or guardian can do is to lead by example and pay attention to different behaviors your child may be showing. The last few years dealing with COVID-19 have been stressful for everyone, including kids. School went virtual and many had to adjust to a new normal. Dr. Preeti Parikh, a board-certified pediatrician, says this alone has caused an added stress to students who already deal with a lot. Making friends, taking tests, and turning in homework are just a few of the things that cause stress and anxiety in kids. 
Parikh says managing your child's mental health is just as important as their physical health, but it can be difficult to spot the signs. Some may say that their stomach hurts or some may have their heart is racing. So talking to your child individually and figuring out what causes their stress or gives them anxiety and how they may present with it and identifying those. And then most importantly is coming up with a plan with your child on how to deal with it. One example is by having your child close their eyes and take a deep breath to calm them down. Farik says another way to deal with stress is to move your body. Kids don't have to be involved in an organized sport. They can dance or even do an online class with their parents. The first day of school is just a few days away, and there are many more tips on how to manage stress this school year. All you have to do is click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5 News. Celebrating birthdays this Thursday, singer Eric Carmen is 73. Wrestler actor Hulk Hogan is 69. Singer Joe Jackson turned 68. Actress Viola Davis is 57. Actor and host Joe Rogan is 55. And actor Chris Hemsworth is 39. Happy birthday to them all, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining us on Morning, Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.